Nobody wants to feel alone, but silos in ministry do happen. Today, we're talking about ministry silos and how to overcome them for better communication across your ministries, coworkers, and the church. Hey there, church communicator. Welcome to another episode of the Church Juice Podcast, where we are energizing church communications one 20-minute episode at a time. Whatever your title or role is at your church, this show is designed to give you the communication and marketing tools, resources, and even community that you need to be successful. I'm Brian Haley. I'm the producer of Church Juice, and I'm joined today by an incredible and talented guest co-host, Brandy Jones. Welcome back to the show. Hey, guys. Thank you for having me, Brian. Absolutely. I'm really excited to to have you on last week, this week, and a couple more episodes really talking about effective church communication. And today we're talking about really communication between staff, right? So talking about how ministry silos or feeling alone and isolated, how that happens, how to change it. And we need to change it because to be effective in ministry, to be effective in communicating, we need to have some sort of cross communication. So nobody wants to feel alone, like you mentioned in the the opener. No one wants to feel alone, but ministry silos happen. So we're going to talk about that today. So yeah, I'm ready to to dive in. I'm so ready. Yeah, let's do it. So I think the first thing is really talking about how, or maybe what, what what we're talking about when we say ministry silos. What would you say that even is? I know before we started recording, you talked about how in your ministry that that kind of still exists, even with some changes that have happened. But but what does that even mean when we talk about ministry silos? What are we talking about? Yeah. So when I first started in ministry, I you know I came from corporate America, and I was like, okay. I'm getting ready to work at this Baptist organization and we're all going to communicate and share ideas and it's going to be one big happy place. And, you know, it's going to be like, um, if you think like the open concept when it comes to um, offices now and like we're all sharing papers over our walls. Yeah, that didn't quite happen. (laughs) What I learned is that every ministry kind of operates within themselves and it's almost like they get this information and the activities and the processes and events that they have, and they want to hold on to it and not necessarily share Mm -hmm. with everybody else um, kind of what's happening. So what I discovered is that we would have three ministries in a building all doing the same thing, but not really communicating that that's happening. And so we had these little pockets everywhere, really just kind of operating as their own organization instead of us all working together. Is that what you've kind of experienced yeah, absolutely. Ministry silos take our ministries and they, I guess, remove kind of that collaborative factor of working together. You know, oftentimes a church leader will feel isolated or alone or like they're not part of a team, even though there may be five or 10 or 50 people on a staff or, you know, however many, because really you're just, you're doing your job, you're working in your ministry and everyone else is doing their thing. Um, and so you all feel separated and there's no collaboration. There's no sharing of resources or information. And that really creates the siloed effect of, you know, intercommunication when it talks, when we talk about like among church staff or church leaders, I think ministry silos really do exist not on purpose. Like, I don't think that there are too many people out there who just want to do their own thing and everyone else can, you know, sink or swim and they'll figure <laughs> it out. But really when we create ministries in the church, oftentimes they are, they're really designed to exist kind of alone on an island by themselves to begin with, because they're, they're focused on ages like kids or 
youth or seniors, or they're focused on gender, like women's ministry, men's ministry, or you know, maybe life stage or affinity or whatever. So we have people leading these ministries who by nature are set up to do what they're doing without collaborating across across the different ministries. And so that really, you know, like we were talking about, that really sets up those silos. And so when we recognize that ministry silos exist, that's really important before we talk about how to change that too. Yeah, definitely. I think what I've kind of seen at churches that I've worked with in the past as well is that we're one church, right? We're one body. We all have the same goal and vision that we're trying to reach that the pastor kind of gave us at the beginning of the year, right? But what happens is that we have all these different ministry leaders who have their own processes about how to reach that goal or to reach that vision, and they may be a little bit more advanced. So let's say like the women's ministry is a little bit more advanced than the senior adults ministry. And then you have the senior adult ministry coming to leadership saying, well, we're not getting the same attention or our stuff doesn't look like, and I'm speaking from a communication standpoint, our stuff doesn't look like theirs or our events don't have the same caliber as the women's ministry event. And it's because they, the women's ministry may be you know, is holding on to all the resources and the talent that they have within their ministry versus you might be sharing that information with everyone else because ultimately we are trying to, you know, if we're if your mission is to love people and to showcase that, you know, within the community, well, we can't do that if we're all operating um, at different calibers and different levels and all of that. So, I mean, that was hard for me to to witness and I feel like that still is kind of happening, but the best way to kind of get over that is to communicate and to be a little bit more open, kind of breaking down those walls. Yeah, absolutely. I would say that when we talk about tearing down those silos or creating better collaboration, better sharing of resources and information, it really does need to come from come from leadership, kind of kind of like you were just talking about. It it requires open communication, absolutely, but it does need to have the buy-in of people from the very top of the organization. And if you don't have that buy-in or that desire to change the culture, then it's going to be pretty difficult to to gain any momentum into changing how we communicate. But if you have the buy-in, if you have you know everyone or a majority of people realizing that these silos exist and that it's to the detriment of ministry rather than to the benefit of ministry leaders or whatever, you have the buy-in from leadership, then you do like you were just talking about. You need to communicate. You need to communicate clear, you need to communicate often, and you need to communicate with, you know, as much possible transparency as possible. And that's just sharing information. That is communicating about frustrations. That's communicating like you are humans communicating with each other. But also, you know, this is what we have going on in our ministry. How about you guys? What are you doing? Those kinds of things, too. And communicating across the board is the key way to tear down those ministry silos. Definitely. I think I will never forget this piece of advice um, one of my leaders mentioned to me last year. She said, if you don't tell me what's going on, how am I supposed to know that it's happening and how can I know how to fix it? Right. And that was we had three or four ministries that were not able to communicate well, but also they were doing their own thing, right? We thought we could just fix it amongst ourselves. Let's just talk with one another. And that wasn't really getting anywhere. And eventually, you know, it made it to the top. And she's like, I could have fixed this months ago, right? And I could have, you know, had everyone sit down at the table and we could have talked through how we can um, collaborate a little bit more. So my takeaway from that was don't be afraid to share with 
leadership at the very top to let them know that, hey, this is what I've seen and let them know that we've tried. You know, we, we tried to do it on our own, but, you know, we would like for you to step in and see if there is something that you can yeah. do from the top. Absolutely. And it's important to realize with that how crucial those relationships are. You know, we talk about communicating clearly and communicating up, but relationships formally, informally, like those are really important to the health of any organization. They're important to the success of ministry and programs. So being able and creating that space for conversation, informal conversation to happen and those relationships to be built, that's really an important part of leading well and communicating and taking taking those siloed structures to a more collaborative approach as well. So I think you you hit this spot. You know, one way that we do that too is through building those relationships and through communicating well is talk about what's coming up. And so maybe that that requires taking time out of your regular staff meetings, or maybe it's creating communication channels or creating a meeting where you talk about, hey, here's what we have coming up. Here's what's on our calendar. We've talked previously about the importance of a central communication calendar. This is where that plays into that too, because when we have a central place where we have information and that is shared, that helps break down those silos and that helps create a more collaborative effort because what's happening in youth ministry may benefit or may benefit from something that's happening in women's ministry or whatever. And so utilizing those those relationships and you know building on those relationships, creating space for those relationships to develop is really an important part of making a more collaborative workspace, workplace to your church as well. Yeah. So I would say too, from a marketing standpoint, I had to learn this the hard way was that you mentioned being intentional about, you know, communicating and finding out what's upcoming. I thought that the church calendar was going to be enough for me to, from a marketing or communication standpoint, to understand what all the different ministries were doing on their own. And that wasn't the case, right? Because not everything makes it to the church calendar. The major events do, but there's always these little events in between. And what I had to learn was I had to go out and say, hey, we're, the communications ministry is not just something that sits over here to the side that you go to whenever you need something major. We are here to help communicate, but also share the story of what you're doing internally and externally out in the community. So I know this is on the church calendar, but you tell me, what else are you working on? What yeah. can I do to help share what you're doing? Can I bring in a videographer or a photographer? You know, all of that. They weren't coming to me. I had to go um, to them. And that is what broke down that kind of, we're talking about silos, but that broke down that wall between communications and all the other ministries um, at our church. Yeah, that's a really good point. I think that calendar that we've been talking about the last couple of minutes, that's a starting point, but that is not an end all by any means, right? And one thing that we talk about fairly frequently here on the podcast and in Church Juice is being, being proactive, taking the first step to talk about communication events or programs or special events that are happening and really trying to initiate the conversation about what's happening. Because like you said, they're not going to come to you. Creating a form on the website for them to fill out when they have a need, like that's not how that's not how ministry is done. That's not how we do things. That's not how we think. And so, you know, being able to take that first step to have that conversation, that's huge. And like you were saying, tearing down, tearing down those walls, creating more collaborative space and being able to set everyone up for success. So I think that that's great. I think, again, I think that's really important. And so if you're not doing that, maybe now's the time. If you're feeling alone, if you're feeling isolated, maybe 
that's not one of the reasons, but maybe that's one of the ways that you can overcome that silo feeling in your ministry too. The other thing that I would say to that we haven't talked a whole lot about is really being able to rely on the strengths of other people because your youth pastor is probably not the best at both relationships and event management and database and administration and all of these different things, right? So being able to rely on one another where we have strengths, where we can utilize those strengths for the success overall, I think that's a great way to involve people, to break down silos, to really recognize your weaknesses and where you can you know, use some support. And so I think that's another way that we can break down silos. But I will say, on the flip side of that, I also come from a church background where everyone was expected to be at everything all the time. And I don't mean that by any means because that's also not healthy. But when we can rely on the strengths or use the skills of other people on our staff to help us, to help our weaknesses, I think that's an incredible asset that I don't think we use enough because it's not in the job description or you know whatever the case may be. Yeah, I think I've learned that maybe this is just me, and I don't know if you, if this is you, Brian, or maybe you know of others, but sometimes ministry leaders feel like this is this is in my wheelhouse, this is in my ministry, so I'm going to hold on to it, and you know, um, this yeah. is what we do, so I'm not going to ask any other type of ministry or a volunteer in a different ministry right. for help. And I, I've been guilty of that, but I did have to learn a couple of years ago. One ministry can't do it all. You know, and one single person definitely can't do it all. So definitely ask for help. And there are a lot of skills and talents that people do not communicate. Just maybe they feel like they're not great Mm -hmm. at it or they feel like they can't bring it to the table or for whatever reason. I had to learn that, you know what, maybe this person is really great at this and they just need some encouragement and I can bring them on to help me with this task. And it's actually, you know, created these amazing collaborative relationships in between um, the different ministries. And just really, it's showing that one, we're not this one ministry that does everything. You can also be a part of helping us get the story out. Just recently, we had some youth create some videos for us and this, we never would have thought to ask them, right? Because that's something that the media team does. Right. But, the you know, I feel like teenagers and 20 year olds now, they have all these amazing skills mm-hmm. with CapCut and InShot or whatever they're using. And they're using templates and they can create amazing videos. But we just need to go out there and ask them to do that. So it's definitely shown us that we can do more together than alone. And to piggyback off of that just a little bit, I think one other way to help us overcome those silos is really to spend time celebrating with one another creating the space, again, to build those relationships, but really creating the space and the avenues, the the tools necessary to be able to celebrate with each other. And as leaders, maybe that's something you incorporate into your meeting discussions. Maybe it's, you know, something that you, if you use Slack, maybe it's just a channel where you're celebrating what's happening. Or maybe it's an email thread when something cool happens, but creating a culture where you celebrate things that are happening makes a huge difference. And so if you're not doing that with which I would guess most ministries are not spending a whole lot of time celebrating the success of ministry, then that is something to consider about how you might do that. How do you celebrate one another? How do you celebrate what's happening in the church? How can you encourage that, not just to communicate out to the congregation, but among your staff, among your team? You know, what can you what can you do to help celebrate what's happening in various ministries? So I think that's another way that we can utilize 
what's available to us, communication and relationships, and help break down those silos and create a more collaborative space. Definitely. You know, that's something we're exploring this year, too. I'm so glad that you brought that up. We're actually, um, next month, we're doing a kickoff party for one of our major events, but the event has always been between this Ministry A and Ministry B, right? And they've always kind of did their own thing throughout the year to make sure that we met our goal for the year. This year we decided, why don't we bring the two together? And why don't we, one, celebrate one another and all that we are doing individually, but two, just celebrate the ministries as a whole. And let's just talk about what we accomplished last year. Because we don't know that because we have Ministry A over here operating and Ministry B. So right. we'll, we'll, um, we'll see how it goes. I'll have to <laughs> keep you posted, but I'm really excited yeah. that we're gonna have this kickoff party. <laughs> yeah, I think that's really cool. That's a unique idea something that would be fun to, to try. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see how it, how it goes. I'll keep you posted. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for taking time out of your busy day to listen to the Church Juice podcast today. Hopefully you found the topic encouraging. I hope that if you feel isolated or you feel alone, that you found today's topic and discussion to be encouraging and hopefully something that you can walk away with and implement in your church as well. If you'd like to take the topic from today to the next level or hear from how other church communicators overcome ministry silos, head over to our Church Juice Insiders Facebook group. You can find a link to our group along with all of today's show notes at churchjuice.com slash podcast. The Church Juice podcast is a listener-supported production of Reframe Ministries, a family of programs designed to help you see your whole life reframed by God's gospel story. Church Juice is produced by Brian Haley with post-production by Minimal Media Company in Grand Rapids, Michigan. For more information about Church Juice, visit churchjuice.com. For information on Reframe Ministries and our family of programs, visit reframeministries.org.